everyone. Welcome to the show. I'm excited. I have my friend Melissa with me today. Uh, Melissa, why don't you first of all introduce yourself and tell me a, the tell my audience a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yes. So my name is Melissa Westner, as you mentioned, and I am a therapist and I'm a group practice owner. I have a group counseling practice here in Maryland, and I'm a certified brain spotter and a brain spotting consultant. So I do a lot of different things, um, you know, in terms of therapy. I'm also hosting a retreat in Costa Rica for entrepreneurs. So I have my hands in a lot of different baskets. I love it. And we're going to talk about all of them. So for anybody saying, oh, I hope she does this. We're going to talk about all of them. Let's first of all, I've got to just jump right in because this was the, I think in your profile, I said, what is brain spotting? I don't know what it is, but I want to hear about it. So let's start with the hard question. What is brain spotting? Yeah. So I love brain spotting. I hate to say it's a treatment modality because maybe that's not the most, but we use it as therapists as a treatment modality, but you can use brain spotting with a coach, someone who does acupuncture or massage if they are trained in brain spotting. Um, so, but in the counseling world, we use it as a treatment modality that is a brain and body based approach where you don't actually have to talk about the topic that you're processing if you don't actually want to. So unlike traditional talk therapy that uses one particular part of your brain where you're easily recalling information, a brain spotting therapist is going to say, hey, what do you want to work on today? Oh, well, I want to work on this thing that happened to me in childhood that still really bothers me and affects me today. You'll talk about it for maybe a minute just to get started. Um, we'll make sure that you're activated, see if you can feel that in your body. And then your therapist is going to help you find a location in your visual field where you can best access the information that's stored in your brain and body. And you're probably going to stay on that spot for most of your session. We do use, there are multiple brain spots. There's more than one. Um, but you'll stay on that one particular location in your visual field for an extended period of time and thoughts feelings, physical sensations, and even memories or images can naturally arise on that spot. And you can process without having to talk or tell anyone anything if you don't want to. I love it. And and honestly, I, I have challenges with traditional talk therapy. Um, and I'm not judging anybody who does it, but I'm a very rational human being. And what my brain tells me is that if I'm thinking and I'm speaking and I'm talking, I'm not where I'm feeling, which is where mm -hmm. I suspect the the underlying trauma is hiding. Is that fair? Yes. And that's a really good point because a lot of people that I've worked with, you know, many of the people that I talk to in therapy, if they have anxiety or depression or if they've experienced trauma or, the, you know, ADHD, a lot of us experience maybe negative thoughts about ourself, critical self-talk. Maybe we are the person who's always anticipating negative things or I'm stuck in the past. We can teach people different strategies for recognizing unhelpful forms of thinking, ways to catch those thoughts, ways to reframe those thoughts. Um, we can help people recognize ways that those messages might've come from earlier experiences in their family of origin. But sometimes people have all those skills. They're like, I know that that thought is unhelpful. It's not accurate. It's not true. 
And yet I feel it in the core of my being nonetheless. And so we can do brain spotting to really tap into what is that deeper experience? What is happening on a deeper level? I love it. And I I can't help but feel, again, I'm putting words in your mouth, so feel free to rein me in. But I feel like brain spotting is number one, going to be faster, but it's also going to be more long lasting. Is that fair? Absolutely. So two things, faster and longer lasting. I want to touch on both of those because they're both true. You know, sometimes people will say to me, like, I don't know why I'm feeling this way, but your body does. Like, that's the cool thing about our bodies is that our bodies know what's going on and they know how to heal. So someone can say, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. I just kind of feel funky this week. And so I'll say like, okay, well, let's try to tap into what's going on there. Can you access that funky feeling? Yes. And then we'll find the spot. And then they're like, oh yeah, I forgot that that happened. This thing happened. That's why I've been feeling this way. Your body can take you there. Your body knows what it is. And even if you have a bunch of things going on, your body knows how to cut through the noise to say, this is the thing. So with brain spotting, I find that your body knows where to take you, which means we're going to cut to the chase and your body's going to take you right there. But also some studies that have been done comparing brain spotting with other popular modalities, a lot of um, complaints that the brain spotting community gets, it's only been around for 20 years now. So a lot of people, even though it's been around for 20 years, a lot of people don't know about it, you know, and you have some people like, who are like, well, is it evidence-based? Like I want the research and the brain spotting community has been doing a lot of research. So, and there are studies that have been done even outside of the brain spotting community that show its effectiveness. Um, but one study compared brain spotting with EMDR and another modality, I don't remember which one, but they found that six months after doing EMDR treatment, people maintained change. Like that's exactly what you want. You want to maintain the change and maintain your progress after you complete therapy. But what they found about the brain spotting is not only did people maintain change six months later, they continued improving, right? And so that's the cool thing about brain spotting is that your brain is still chewing on stuff, even between your appointments, right? Your brain is still working. It's not like your brain is like, all right, well, Melissa said the session's done. We're done. Stop working. Stop, you know, chewing on it. That's not what happens. Your brain continues processing and, and working on things even between sessions. And so where you leave off one session and where you are the next time you come in will be a different place. You're not going to be in the same area. So we can imagine that once you end therapy, that process is still continuing. I, I love that. And I think honestly, um, I'm very practical. And when I look at talk therapy, all I can think of is, you know, there, there's a vested interest in the therapist and I'm not, you know, being mean, but, mm -hmm. you know, if they're going to buy their next new car or pay their mortgage, they need me to stay in therapy. Is that a fair comment? Um, well, actually one of our, so I'm a counselor, so we have our code of ethics with the American counseling association. And one of the things that we, that is in our code of ethics is that we don't want our clients to become dependent on us. We really value autonomy. We want clients to make their work on being able to make their own decisions, but we don't want clients to be able to feel like they need us or like, I need Melissa forever. We do want to work ourselves out of a job um, because as you know, there's a lot of conversation around mental health and one in five people meet criteria for a mental health diagnosis, according to the most popular stats on that topic. And five out of five people have mental health. So in that sense, um, 
you know, if someone ends therapy, there will be someone else who, who needs, who needs that work as well. So at least from that angle, we don't have to worry about scarcity. Love it. And, and for the record, I just want to say, I personally believe every single human being on this planet could do with some form of therapy. Um, a friend of mine used to take offense to that, but I'm like, you know, we all have childhoods. We all have things that maybe we, you know, as adults, we need to reevaluate. Did that message from childhood, does it still resonate? So. Yeah. And my background is in drug and alcohol treatment. And, you know, so I used to work in a methadone and suboxone facility. And so sometimes people would get caught up in like, you know, especially if someone was in recovery and working as a therapist now, they're like, well, this is how you have to do it. This is how I did it. And like, that's just not true. Right. Or even people who are in recovery thinking like everyone else has to do recovery their way. And so whether it's therapy, whether you work with a coach or you work with someone who does massage uh, or maybe you read a book that changed your life. There's a lot of ways that we can all find healing. Absolutely. Now let's talk about you. You mentioned that brain spotting, and by the way, I just love the 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 term. Um, you've mentioned it's been around about 20 years, and and I suspect you know a lot of people. If you think about it, you know how long ago did we stop using leeches to treat infection? Um, you know, in the brain world, 20 years is a blink of an eye, but it's also, I look at the last 20 years of, of neurology and, and neuroscience, um, how is brain spotting, you know, leading the way in that field and, and what amazing discoveries are you seeing that we didn't know about 20 years ago? Like, what do we know today that we didn't know 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, brain spotting is so cool. And, um, so I guess a few things that are coming to mind with your question, I'm definitely happy to share about what I see with my clients, because that's really the work and the things that I see happen in my therapy room with my clients. That's really one of the reasons why I love brain spotting, because the things that I see happen with my clients in session are just things that I would not see with talk therapy alone. So I'm a big believer because of what I see with clients. Um, but also just to kind of talk about how long it takes for people to get access to information. I was at a conference years ago. It was a blending conference where they were trying to get research into the hands of clinicians. And they were saying that on average, it takes, I think, 17 years from the time that they research something and they can get it into the hands of people who can use it. So even thinking about brain spotting being around for 20 years, you know, some people have discovered brain spotting, like how long it takes to disseminate information. Um, but in terms of my work with clients, I think the things that I love about brain spotting is, you know, it depends on the person. Everyone's experience is very different. Um, but because it's going straight to the issue, clients will make new connections. They'll have new insights, things that they couldn't produce on their own by just like trying to recall information. But once they're on a brain spot, because of the way the eye position connects to information that's stored in the brain, they're able to recall information that they weren't otherwise able to recall that is connected to the issue they're processing. Um, so they'll make new connections. They'll have new insights. They'll remember life experiences that maybe weren't front of mind, but that were influencing how they show up, how they were reacting to things. Um, and at the end of some brain spotting sessions, people will say, I know that that thing happened. Let's say it was a traumatic event. I know that thing happened. Um, 
I'm thinking about it, but it feels smaller now, or it feels further away now, or I'm not as emotionally activated when I think about that now. And so that can be a really powerful experience for someone to say, this thing isn't creating the same emotional response as it did before. I love it. And I, I call it sort of removing the electrical charge from it, you know, mm -hmm. you know, it's not as touchy if, if I can oversimplify. Um, now, how did you, Melissa, discover brain spotting? Because I, I yeah. feel like it would almost be contradictory. You know, you've, you've done this for a long time. So I love that you're innovating and, and on the edge of things. But how did you first discover it? Yeah, so I initially was looking to pursue training in trauma because, you know, trauma is definitely a hot topic. A lot of people have experienced traumatic events and are really, really suffering, being jumpy, easily startled, having nightmares. And so I really was trying to pursue trainings that would help my clients. And there are some trainings I found that were really great in that they provided a lot of information that I could give my clients to understand trauma, to understand you are not broken. Your body is not broken. Yes, it's doing weird stuff. I get that. And also these are normal responses to having experienced a very unusual event. So trainings that I did that were helpful from like a cognitive level or educational level, but you know, in terms of like actually helping people process and move through trauma, like you don't want it, like people don't want to just talk about it over and over and over. And so I was really trying to find a treatment modality that could help my clients with the processing of the trauma. I did EMDR training. I did prolonged exposure. Prolonged exposure was definitely not my style. Um, I did EMDR that also, you know, I great. I, you know, so if people find EMDR helpful, that's great. As for me as a provider, that just wasn't the modality that was going to be the best fit for me as a provider. It's not how I really operate. Um, and so from there, I found out about brain spotting. I read the book about brain spotting and a few of my colleagues were also interested. And we were like, well, why don't we go and do this training together? We get to have some time together. We get to do this training. And that's kind of how the brain spotting journey for me began. Um was really trying to find a way to help my clients process trauma. I love that. Now, again, I don't want to get into sensationalism, but what have been some of the the big breakthroughs or discoveries you've seen people, you know, going through as as you're implementing brain spotting? Yeah. Well, I think one of the things that I really appreciate about brain spotting, you know, like every person is unique and they have their own personality, but when you start brain spotting, you just, it's almost like, wow, like that person's brain is so cool. Like the way you see it working. So I see, you know, some of the people I work with are very creative and artistic. And so it's also been interesting to see how a creative or artistic person processes and brain spotting, there might be movement. There might be a lot of color coming up. There might be songs that come up in their head. There might be movement shaking that comes up in their session versus someone who's maybe not as much of a creative. Um, it's also been interesting because someone might come in. One of the things I think that stands out to me is, you know, someone comes in, Hey, Melissa, I had this one-time event. This is what I want to work on. I'm like, cool. We got that. Um, we start brain spotting. Cause maybe the only thing you told me about was the main thing that they want to work on. We start brain spotting and I'm sitting there going, I have no idea what in the world this person is talking about. 
I have no idea. This doesn't sound like the thing they told me they wanted to work out. But as a brain spotter, I know where I'm going to sit there and witness this process and let them go through it. And sometimes it's their brain knows that whatever that primary issue was is connected to something else. And so the brain goes to that something else that they didn't tell me about. Um, and so it's kind of eye-opening for the client and for me because they didn't tell me about this other thing. They didn't know that this other thing was having an impact on them or that it was connected to the issue that brought them in. Um, but your body and your brain knows. It knows where to take you. It knows where to take us in session. Um, in brain spotting, we they go by like a no assumptions model. Like we don't make any assumptions about what's coming up, but your you know, client's brain and body will take them places they didn't know they were going to go. And I didn't know either. And I really love that because I, I feel like, no offense to me, but I'm not qualified to figure out what my issue is. You know, I can at best guess and say, you know, Melissa, I'm feeling this or I have this symptom. Um, what I like about the brain spotting is let's let the body do what it's best at. Mm -hmm. you, you and I don't have to, you know, discuss it in detail. We don't need to yeah. you know, get into the, the, the weeds with it. But I, I love the fact that we're allowing the brain to heal itself. Yeah. And, and not having to talk about it is really important for some people, right? So, you know, there are some people, the nature of their jobs expose them to trauma. If you're a police officer, if you're in the fire service, uh, you know, like you might have to do things that maybe you're not too proud of that you have to tell people about. if you're like in the military, like there are people who are like, I don't want to tell another person. I don't actually think you can hold this information for me. Like you're not my people. Um, or if you, for example, are someone who's been sexually assaulted, people sometimes don't want to talk about that stuff. It's embarrassing. Sometimes people can't talk about things because of the nature of their job, or they think that you can't handle it as the therapist. And so when people don't have to talk about it, they sometimes find it helpful because they're still going to do the processing, but I don't have to tell you, I get to keep my information to myself. Um, and I don't have to do that sharing if it makes me uncomfortable or if I can't because of my job. Yeah. And, and also there, there's, um, and I'm a novice here, so don't let me steer this, but I understand there are some people that have been through trauma that don't know that it's trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've heard that, you know, people who've been trafficked or chronically abused, they don't think it's abnormal. Mm -hmm. So for them to come in and say, well, I'm, you know, they don't know what, what's wrong with them or, or why they don't mm -hmm. feel right. Um, and, I, and I love that there is the modality where they can be helped without, you know, opening up. Because I know some people, they've got that little closet in their brain that says, do not open, you know. Yeah. So I, I love that. Yeah. And two things about that, that come up. So that's one of the questions that we get a lot from clients is, well, what if something comes up and I don't want to go there? Right. So when they train you in brain spotting, they talk about this comet model and they say the client is the head of the comet. And our job as a therapist is to stay in the tail, meaning to follow the client. And so what that means is that the client is the one who determines the direction, right? Like, so if something comes up and they're like, I do not want to go there. All right. Well, you're, you're the one in charge. It's up to you if you go there or if you don't, I'm not going to make you, you don't have to go anywhere. You don't want to, you are in charge. Um, and so that can be important for people to know. 
And I guess the other thing that I would add that is really important is that sometimes people, because they're like, well, I heard I don't have to talk. And so they think that that means I don't have to build a relationship with you as the therapist. And so sometimes when people have been harmed, they have this wall up and they are guarded. And so they think that I'm just going to come in. I'm going to tell you nothing. And we're just going to brain spot. And unfortunately, um, that's not, that part is not entirely true. And I say that because you still have to be on board with the process. You still have to come in and be open to the process, opening, open to trusting. If your guard is up, you're not going to let yourself go there. You could have a great therapist, a great coach, but if you are so guarded that you can't let anyone help you. Like you have to be willing to, even if you're not talking, you at least have to be willing to trust a process, to trust the person that you're working with. You know, all people who are like the head of a modality, like if you're like cognitive behavioral therapy, EMDR, everyone wants to believe that their modality is like the one with the gold standard. And people do all this research to show how their modality is research-based, yada, yada, yada. But research consistently shows that the single most important productor of successful outcomes in therapy is the therapeutic relationship and having a good working relationship with your provider. And so even though brain spotting is amazing as modality, you still have to feel comfortable with your provider. You have to feel comfortable enough to let them guide you, let them bear witness to whatever you'll share with them. And, you know, it's funny, um, I worked with somebody who um, does uh, addiction treatment, and they said that there's this statistic across, you know, rehab centers, where the vast majority of people spend 27 days out of 28 resisting therapy. And then on the last day, they kind of say, okay, I'm here because I need to be. And unfortunately, a lot of insurance says, okay, it's 28 days, you're Mm -hmm. out. Um, so one of the things is, you know, how do you build that relationship early? So you're not spending 27 days fighting therapy. Yeah. And that's really great. Cause my background is in drug and alcohol treatment. And I would say there, I've seen a shift when I entered the field in 2006, right? There was still a shift. I was trained in modalities like motivational interviewing, where we are rolling with resistance and we are focusing on building rapport and learning skills as a therapist on how to do that. So there are specific modalities that train you in how to do that. And also there are some people whose training might be a little outdated. And so when they're working with people, they're like butting heads and they're finger wagging. But when you finger wag and you're shaming someone, they just want to dig their heels in. Yeah. Right. It becomes very loud and noisy, right? Right. And so really making sure that as a provider, you have training and you're using the skills to help you build rapport with someone, even someone, if someone is court mandated to therapy, you can still use those skills to build rapport and to say, listen, uh, you have to be here and I'm here for you. How can we make the best use of our time? How can we make sure that this is a helpful experience for you? Love it. Now I would be remiss. Let's change gears slightly because I know you also do. um, So first and foremost, let's talk about your upcoming retreat 
Um, but I'm going to lead in with a question. Um, will people experience brain spotting in your retreat? Yes, they will. I love it. So the one thing about brain spotting in my work as a therapist, I'm often using brain spotting because people have experienced difficult, they're having difficult experiences and we're processing that. But brain spotting can also be used for your professional growth. And brain spotting can be used um, as a form of expansion, as we call it in the brain spotting world. So if you want to feel expansive, if you want to feel creative, you can use brain spotting for that purpose. So on our agenda for the retreat in Costa Rica, we do have a breakout session where we're going to do expansion brain spotting. We're going to be sitting outside in the jungles of Costa Rica with the most gorgeous view. And we're going to do some expansion brain spotting to give people an opportunity to really take in that moment, feel really expansive and just to take it in and to do some processing. Love that. Now, um, I could talk to you all day, but I want to respect your time. Uh, how can people, first of all, get in touch with you, learn more about you? And then secondly, how can they learn more about the upcoming retreat in Costa Rica? Yes, love that. Well, there are a few places where you can find me. So if you're looking to connect with me at my counseling practice, specifically if you're in Maryland, because we can only work with people in Maryland for our license, but the website is lifespringcounseling.net. It's Lifespring Counseling Services in Maryland. And I'm also the host of the Dreaming and Doing podcast that people can find on Apple and Spotify. And if you go to my counseling website, you'll find a page dedicated to the retreat in Costa Rica, but you can also find links on the Dreaming and Doing podcast show notes linking to the retreat in Costa Rica. And we have a dreaminganddoing.net website where we also have the retreat listed. I love it. And we love our listeners and our audience. So I'll make sure they get the links in our show notes as well. Um, now, Melissa, you are the expert at so many things, but most of all at being Melissa. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't about brain spotting or anything in general? Well, I think the one thing that I was thinking, because one thing that happens when we're talking about brain spotting, people are like, I heard the words coming out of your mouth, but I still don't really understand it. Um, so one, if anyone is wondering, well, how do we find a brain spot? that might be of interest and how do we know that we're really on one is that therapists will sometimes use a pointer to help you find the brain spot but what happens is that we know when you are on a brain spot because your reflexes will start going off when you're on that brain spot so not only will someone's reflexes go off like blink 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 or a jaw clench or muscles twitching or a sneeze or a change in the breathing will happen but also people can feel it internally within their body at times. And so those are the two ways that we can find a brain spot. If anyone is wondering, like, how are you finding that? That's how. I love it. Now, I, I do have to ask this because this feels like so obvious I forgot it. Um, how does somebody find a brain spotting professional to work with? Great question. So on the, the main brain spotting website, which I think is brain spotting. Ugh. If you look up just brain spotting, there's a main website. I'm not sure if it's brainspotting.org, um, but they have a list of brain spotters by state. So that's one way that you can find a brain spotter, or you can look up brain spotter near me. Uh, people who look for therapists on places like Therapy Den, Psychology Today, you can search for brain spotting in particular as a modality. 
And so those are some ways that you can find brain spotters. I love it. And I just want to point out, I just did a quick search. Um, there is a brainspotting.com and it's got an amazing, at least um, for my American listeners, it's got a national directory. So, um, and uh, I think it, uh, they list certified brain spotting professionals, I think was the word I saw. Yep. Yeah, that might be the website. So they have certified brain spotters, brain spotting consultants and trainers on there as well. Yep. And it's even for those of you who are listening going, oh my God, this is amazing. There's a training and certification. Um, I'm going to echo what Melissa said, um, you know, and again, I feel that um, most of the people who are in counseling therapy, the professions, they pursue education religiously. Um, but check out some of the new stuff because I, I think, you know, and I call brain spotting new, but um, new to you is what I'm trying to say. Um, I honestly feel like I may take this certification just to see if I can, but. You'll love it. I'd be so curious if you do. Let me know what you think. I'm just weird enough that I will, um, but that's another conversation for another day. Um, and I want to shout out to Katie who connected Melissa and I. Um, I think Melissa and I both adore Katie. So thank you for connecting us, Katie. Um, Melissa, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. And I can't wait to connect more people in my network with you and with your, just because I'm international, I'm going to say with your international retreat. But um, anybody in Maryland, go hang out with Melissa and, and see what brain spotting can do for you. Yes. And I'm looking forward to speaking with you on my podcast soon as well. I can't wait. Well, thank you very much and have a great day. Thank you.